Hi, I'm Andrea Tallison, an anti-diet intermittent fasting coach, and this is the Intuitively Intermittent Podcast. My mission is to provide women who want the health benefits of intermittent fasting with the community, resources, and coaching they need to not feel stuck on yet another diet. This podcast is one of those resources. Please be sure to seek out medical advice from a doctor or healthcare provider, as this podcast is intended for educational purposes only. Thank you for being here. Now, let's dive in. Hi everyone, Andrea here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Intuitively Intermittent Podcast. Today I am going to talk about how my understanding of success has changed over the years, and this is something that is evolving, like um, as as I get to the end of the episode, you'll see that um, it's not as black and white for me as it used to be. And I think that because it's not as straightforward, it's one of the reasons that it's sort of a struggle at times. Um, and it's been on my mind, this notion of what is success has been on my mind because I have been struggling with it. Um, I have been struggling with procrastinating and motivation around things related to um, this, you know, sort of business, if you will, that I'm building around this topic. And, um, you know, gratefully, the every two week podcast episodes has been very sustainable and um, you know, if you look back in the episodes, you'll notice that I have been really consistent with it over the past several months now, even through the COVID-19 stuff. And it's because it is a very sustainable cadence for me to be recording. But that said, like it's Wednesday morning right now. And I, um, my commitment to myself and to you has been to release episodes on Wednesdays and the last few I've recorded literally the morning before I publish. Um, so I have been struggling with procrastination on some level and I think that is related to this sense of, you know, questioning, you know, am I even successful at what I'm doing right now? And it's not so much am I successful in you know, the podcast, because I know that um, those of you who have reached out to me, like I know you find them useful, even if it's just rambling sometimes. Um, I've gotten great feedback from you on, um, you know, the value that you're taking from what I'm trying to do here. Um, So let me just dive in. I've made myself some notes, um, but I don't necessarily know um, before I'm recording this, what is what I'm going to be saying about each of these things that I've written down here. So I want to start by talking about what success as a teenager was for me. And um, I hope it'll become clear why this is all related. So I grew up in a verbally abusive household and a therapist I had uh, a few years ago talked about 
shame throwing. Like when I described the environment that I grew up in and the type of communication dynamics, she described it as shame throwing. And that when she said that, it really felt accurate. There was a lot of shaming in my household. And uh, it becomes evident with thinking about my past, but then also seeing how that manifests with myself as an adult, with my siblings and their families, like this notion that shaming is normal and that that should be a motivation for, uh, that shame should be a motivation to different actions, you know, on the part of the recipient. (laughs) Um, So anyway, when I was younger, I had a low self-esteem in part because of that environment and it never felt like I could do anything right you know, just day-to-day living, it, there was constantly something that wasn't right. And that was, that was the environment I grew up on. And so success for me as a teenager was getting attention from the boys in my class or, you know, my other peers and, um, having, academic success and being recognized in my schooling by my teachers and my peers as successful in that regard. And so that leads into what success looked like for me in college. And that also really revolved around academic success. And uh, I think, you know, academic success was something that I had a lot of control over, right? Like I could choose how hard I worked. I could choose how late I stayed up to push through deadlines and all those sorts of things. Uh, it, it was pretty in my control, right? And I was also active in the college community, uh, you know, activism and those sorts of things. And that recognition that came from all that was was a driving force for me in those years and all throughout this like I'm not going to end up talking about food so much uh, throughout this but in my college years you know achieving that academic success like I distinctly remember having you know I was a physics major <laughs> um, and so like the the homework and the assignments that I got were academically very rigorous and I can remember like those study sessions where I would have that bag of chips and you know no holds barred I would that was my go-to type thing when I was pushing through the academic work that I had to do and so then I graduated and I moved cross-country and that leads me to my early adult years And this is when dieting first entered the picture for me. So I don't recall if I started my first diet at the end of 2001 or at the beginning of 2002. Um, But I can tell you why dieting entered my life and then how it changed my idea of success. So leading up to the point at which I tried my first diet, I, I knew like on some level that dieting doesn't work, right? Like that, that message has, 
I've definitely heard that message. I don't, I couldn't tell you where I heard it, but I had this sense that dieting didn't work. And so I had just adamantly refused it. And I was refusing it even as my weight was significantly increasing. Uh, And I don't know, I don't know like the trajectory of my weight per se during those years, but I do know that um, at my highest getting to that place, like my eating was not in, I was not, I was so far from being an intuitive eater. I was um, using just, yeah, I could, I'll have to do some more reflecting on that to make it so that I can talk about that more coherently. Um, But dieting entered the picture because of someone I was dating at the time was starting um, a diet. And I realized that I was criticizing and um, negating their efforts, but I wasn't in a healthy place myself. And so I'm like, you know what? I really shouldn't criticize you unless I'm willing to um, put my money where my mouth is and you know do the work myself. Like, how can I criticize you for your efforts if I'm not also showing up and making progress with my own relationship with food and my body? And so then when when you do a diet, when I did diets, uh, the rules are very clear, right? Like you know exactly what you're supposed to eat. Maybe it's you know exactly when you're supposed to eat. And success in those situations is very clear. It's about are you losing weight? Are you following the plan? And when you are losing weight and following the plan, the result is pretty intoxicating, right? Like you get noticed, you get praise for, for those efforts. And I'm, I, I'm going to apologize because I keep shifting back and forth between I and you. And like, this is all speaking from my personal experience. Um, and so I really should be trying to focus on speaking from the I. So I'm going to try to keep that in mind as I record the rest of this episode. But as as I was dieting, there was a very clear goal, right? Like there was this notion that there was a uh, goal weight that when I achieved it, I would be done with the diet and I would have succeeded. And and that began the, the cycling for me, the weight cycling, um, because whatever goal I had achieved was never actually sustainable. I hadn't dealt with the underlying behaviors that kept me turning to food for comfort or um, I didn't deal with the fact that I had notions about food that kept me um, overindulging in, you know, good foods or bad foods or what have you. Like, I didn't deal with any of that. And uh, I think I've talked previously on the episode, on the podcast, about how a spiritual advisor of mine has described addiction as just maladaptive coping mechanisms. And that is so true for me. Like I had used food for so long in a coping capacity to deal with the discomfort of the verbally abusive household or the the stress and the rigor of my college curriculum and all of that stuff. And I never dealt with the underlying 
root of the issues that I was having with food. Um, and so every time I, I got to the goal weight and relaxed on following the rules, like my weight would increase. Like I had to deal with that in order to break free from, I had to deal with all the underlying reasons before I was going to be able to find peace with food. And I got to the point in, now it was 2018, I guess, um, when I started the podcast, um, I had realized that I, I had to stop dieting, whatever that meant, right? Like I had spent 17 years of cycling my weight, losing the weight and then gaining most of it back. And I had done that over and over and over. And I had gotten to the point where I realized finally that trying to maintain the goal, the goal weight, wasn't actually in alignment with my values. And I think I've talked about that falling out period um, with the diet I was following, and I'm, I'm certain I'll, I'll elaborate on it again. Um, but the old pattern of, so I had realized I needed to stop dieting. And, but the old pattern of just walking away from that diet would have been to lose control again and to regain all or most of the weight. And I knew that that was going to put me on a path again to thinking I needed to diet again. So I knew that I had to be done. Uh, I just didn't know what that was going to look like. And that started the commitment to this work and showing up. And um, you might hear... <laughs> This is, uh, you know, I don't do any editing on these podcasts most of the time. I just sort of live my life and um, hope that you'll understand that. And uh, my cat is in the room and may end up joining <laughs> my lap here as I'm recording. So um, so in, when I shifted and stopped dieting, uh, that was, you know, 2018. And success has evolved during that time. So in the beginning, for me, success meant that I was adding foods back in that I had previously avoided. I was abandoning mindfully this notion of restriction. And um, what I meant, what I mean by the mindfully part is from previous dieting attempts, if, if I wasn't restricting, I was overindulging in something, right? Like I wasn't mindfully eating the foods that I would have considered as triggers or, you know, there's a whole lot of words I could use there, but there wasn't any intention or, or mindfulness behind it. Uh, and in those very early months of having stopped dieting, I, I do recognize that success for me meant that I was maintaining that weight loss without some, without any restriction. And, but that didn't last for long. Um, and so then what happens? Like if, it, I was tying my notion of success to what was happening with my weight. And I also knew at my core that I wasn't going to diet again, period. Like period, end of story. Like I was not going to diet again. So then when that weight started to creep back up, what does that mean, right? Like, cause I knew that I wasn't failing because I was honoring my commitment to not diet anymore. So I had to shift my notion of what it meant to succeed. And at that point, 
it really was about my ongoing commitment to myself to not diet again. And that required a lot of grace, a lot of permission to be uncomfortable at times and not knowing what was going to happen with my weight and just understanding that there was healing happening and I needed to just continue to show up for myself and see how that was going to unfold. And I had this sense that I was moving in the direction of peace. I just didn't know, like there was, there was discomfort in the process. And that's the hard part of walking away from dieting is that like, there's, there's no clear cut rules anymore. I have to relearn to trust myself. I have to figure out what's going to work for me. Like that, some days that's different too, right? Like it's not just follow this plan and if you do it, you're successful. There wasn't any of that. So it really, for me, during that, I don't know, I don't even know, some days I'd still say I'm in this space, but it's just this ongoing commitment to not diet and figure out what that means for me. And so that leads me to where I am today and you know, in the age of, COVID-19, there's less interaction with others. Um, So there's not as many opportunities for external feedback from people in person anyway, right? Like still doing a lot of staying at home, (laughs) working from home, less interaction with friends, um, all of that stuff. So that means I have to rely more on myself and figuring out what success means to me as opposed to getting cues from other people. Um, There's less natural movement due to normal day-to-day life activities. So as a result of that, like my weight has increased during this time. And again, if my if my notion of success is tied to what's going to happen on the scale or just what's happening and how my clothes are fitting, then that would imply that I've been a failure during this time. And I, I, at my core, can't believe that. Like we're going through something really hard right now. There is so much stress in my life because of things that are outside of my control. And it's not going to be made easier if I start to question what I'm doing to just try to show up and be present through this. So what is success right now for me? It it means to me a bunch of different things. It it has been a continued commitment to not weigh myself. Uh, and that is important to me because I know that the number on the scale would, there would be an instinct to modify some of my actions. And I don't want my actions and how I'm eating or anything like I don't want the number on the scale to drive that it needs to come from within Uh, and so I have success means that I'm tuning in to how I feel in my body it means that I'm listening to my hunger and fullness cues as much as possible or if if for some reason I'm not listening to those cues in a given moment, at least having an awareness of that and an awareness that I'm doing it and also an awareness of the potential repercussions. And um, and then it also means that I'm 
actively assessing my motivations for eating, right? Like I have, I am aware that I have been using food for emotional comfort more often during this pandemic. But there is a difference between choosing that and doing it mindlessly, which is what I was doing when I was so disordered in my eating years ago. And success for me as far as food is concerned also now means that I'm starting to recognize how my body is reacting to different foods. And that is something that I didn't have the capacity to do before because I was underfed or I was using food as a coping mechanism and just tuning out whatever whatever the repercussions were. Uh, and so that in that increased sense of what's happening as a result of eating different foods, I recognize that as an as something that I am making progress towards. And I, I should say that like success as I'm talking about it right now is not it's not a fixed thing. It is constantly evolving. It's not black and white. It is I am a work in process. And that is part of what makes this uncomfortable at times because there isn't there isn't a definition. There isn't a clear goal per se. Um, okay, so besides the commitment to not weigh myself and work on healing my relationship with food still, there's also commitment to self-care that I have never had before in the way that I have it now. And for me, that commitment to my self-care means that I'm meditating regularly. Uh, I have been able to incorporate movement for enjoyment and well-being. Like I love my morning walks now and sure it is it is exercise on some level, but more so I would say that I do it because it is good for my mind. <laughs> I do it because it's good for my state of mind and I enjoy getting out in the neighborhood and just appreciating the the area that is around me and that is something that shift to movement for enjoyment has been really significant for me as a result of this pandemic. And I um, I posted in the Facebook group a couple weeks ago about um, taking up biking again. Uh, and that has happened as a result of my, my son. He turned eight and we got him a big boy bike. <laughs> I, I um, sort of have this saying, I say eight, eight gears for eight years. It's an eight speed bike. And it's been a game changer because now we can actually ride bike with him. It's not just a, okay, I'm going to walk and you're going to ride your bike. Like he can actually do some decent riding now, but that's required me to get out on my bike as well. And I'm doing it for fun, like truly for fun. Um, and I've gone out on some rides on my own, but it's not, it's not about exercise in the way that it used to have been. And that has been that has been um, a real plus of this pandemic. Actually, is just shifting to figuring out what kind of movement is going to help me take care of myself right now. And then, besides meditation and movement for enjoyment, I have also been prioritizing sleep in a way that I haven't been able to in the past. 
before the pandemic, I was regularly, my alarm was set for 4.30 in the morning and I was getting up and working on some of my side hobbies slash side business projects prior to starting my workday or prior to, you know, heading off to work. And I have been focusing more on sleep. And that has that is something that I needed to do for my self-care. So another thing that success means to me right now is an ongoing to a commitment to my family that um, has become evident during this time. And for me, that means that I'm prioritizing time with my wife and my kid. Uh, there's been a lot more games. There's been a lot more... Um, reading, all those sorts of things. Uh, And that is something that I wasn't necessarily making time for um, so much before. And then lastly, just a commitment to ongoing reflection. And that is part of the reason why I am recording this podcast, um, because I'm reflecting sort of on the fly about success and what it means to me. Um, But fundamentally, this reflection... It's heading me in the direction of ease and peace of mind. And if I'm, you know, because peace of mind is not a fixed thing, it's going to change every every day because of situations that are outside of my control. It's something that I have to continue working on. And the only way to do that is to continue the reflection and um, keep showing up for myself and figuring out what what it means every day. So... That is that is what I have for you today. I hope that you find it useful. And I would love to hear in the Facebook group what success means to you right now. Let me know. And um, I hope you are doing well in these interesting and challenging times. Take care. Thanks again for listening to the Intuitively Intermittent Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you may be wondering what happens next. Whenever you are ready, here are three additional ways I can support you. First, head over to the Intuitively Intermittent Facebook group. It's made up of people just like you and is a safe space in which to find support and ask questions. Second, the group coaching program based upon my Freedom for Life framework starts up several times a year. The best place to stay informed about that will be in the Facebook group as well. Please share your interest and your email address in the entry questions for the group. Lastly, I do work with a limited number of one-on-one coaching clients. If you resonate with me and my message and want to see if working together is a good fit, please send an email to hello at thiswellseasonedlife.com and I'll reach out to you to set up a time to talk. Enjoy the rest of your day, and remember, your value as a person cannot be measured in inches and pounds.